Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day it is that you're joining us. Welcome to the Tulsa World Scene Zoom podcast, video slash whatever. I'm here with my colleague, the lovely and talented Jimmy Trammell. Um, our even lovelier and talented Miss Grace Wood was unable to be with us today, but she sends her kind regards to all of her faithful um, listeners slash viewers and wants you to know that she has a complete list of events surrounding the Juneteenth Festival in um, this week's Tulsa World. Uh, Juneteenth is um, when um, slaves in Texas in on June 19th, 1865, were informed that they had been emancipated two years earlier. Um, and But the, the day has become quite a, uh, a time of celebration in the African-American community and uh, Tulsa does uh, Juneteenth up very big and and you can read all about that in the Tulsa world available at find newsstands everywhere and at tulsaworld.com. She also has a story coming up Saturday um, about um, two uh, Tulsa women that have created a pop-up shop specializing in um, vintage wears um, exactly what uh, it is and where it is. You will need read Grace's story in the Tulsa world. Speaking of vintage, uh, Jimmy, I think you were talking about something that is vintage that most people don't know about, but probably so, would want to. I, I thought you were going to say that I was vintage. I mean, you, well, you threw me for a loop there, but... I, I, well, yeah. <laughs> We are, but we won't go there at this particular point. I'm going to take you back to uh, 1984, not, not George Orwell's 1984, a different 1984. It was a great year for Dwight Twilley because he had a band, uh, Dwight Twilley, a, a power pop music artist from Tulsa, very well respected in that genre uh, nationally. But 1984 was a great year for Dwight Twilley because he had a song, Girls Go Top 20 in the Billboard Hot 100. He was an MTV darling. The song played on MTV, got airplay. Uh, and the stage was really set for whatever came next for Dwight Twilley after the song Girls on this album, Jungle. It was the, the environment was right for Dwight Twilley to really have a career changing moment with whatever happened next. Well, I, I won't go into detail, but for, for reasons beyond his control, what happened next was his next album flew completely under the radar. Not his fault one bit. But 36 years later, a, another record label has embraced this album, his next album, Wild Dogs from 1986, and is reissuing it for the first time ever on CD. Uh, it'll be available next month, July 29th. And uh, why would this uh, record label uh, want to do this, uh, trot this out all these decades later. We'll, we'll talk to the president of the label for a Friday story, but uh, he really wants this Dwight Twilley album, Wild Dogs, to get the love that he thinks it deserves. He said, you know, is it his best album? You know, that's for other people to say, who, who knows? But he thinks it was his most consistent album, better even than Jungle, which was uh, a top 40 album in 1984. <laughs> Does memory serve me right when I think that Tom Petty was involved in some way with, with maybe just the girl single, but maybe the jungle album as well? Tom Petty sang backup on the girls. 
okay. uh, song that we just mentioned. And uh, interesting, Kim Carnes from Betty Davis Eyes sang back up on one of the songs on the album that kind of got lost in the shuffle. Okay. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. Uh, that's coming out on Friday, you say? Friday, correct. Well, also in Friday's uh, edition, we'll have a story about the latest uh, local theater company to open in town. It's called Theater West. Um, they are operating out of uh, uh, what used to be uh, an activity center for uh, a church. And in fact, the sign out front still says that it's um, a church run, I think, daycare. But uh, no, that is where Theater West is. And they are doing the, this is actually their second show. They're uh, doing Noel Coward's Hay Fever, which is sort of a combination of comedy of manners and door slamming farce. It's um, a bunch of eccentric English people gathering for the weekend and romance and misunderstanding ensue. Um, they've done, they're, 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 they started out doing um, in January with the importance of being earnest. And uh, they're trying to do a very um, family-friendly type of theater. Um, and the, uh, the, the board president and founder, uh, Catherine Hall, has a whole lot of big plans for what she wants to do with with the space and um, they're bringing in, they've got um, this particular production of Hay Fever has uh, people uh, coming in from Muskogee to, and, and other places to act and work backstage and direct. And so they're, they're, they're getting quite, quite, quite a buzz and we'll have um, information about that um, coming up this Friday. Um, Sunday is, uh, Father's Day. Um, normally, uh, you don't, I don't know that people take fathers out to, for dinner on Father's Day the way they take mothers out for dinner on Mother's Day, but we'll have a, a list of some things that, uh, some places where Father's Day specials are available now be in, in, in Thursday. Um, but since it is Father's Day, I think, Jimmy, I don't, I think you don't want to say much, but you do have something uh, of a story for, for this Father's Day. We will have a Father's Day story from a, a local father of three who uh, lost his father uh, a few years back. And uh, hopefully it's it's a very touching story. I mean, I think it's a very uh, important story to tell. But it will, we'll, we'll put that out there Sunday and let people decide for themselves. But, but I, I think a young man in Tulsa has a great Father's Day story to tell. Hopefully I don't mess it up. But I think he is a Father's Day story to tell. I'm sure you'll do. I'm sure you do a wonderful job as you always do. Well, yeah, it, it, it's it's I, I, I'm 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 lucky in that I still my, my father is still still on the earth. But in fact, uh, today is June 15th. This is uh, my parents' 65th anniversary. Um, they are going to celebrate by sitting in their chairs and 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 looking at each other. But uh, they're, 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 they're still getting about. Um, speaking of being confined in small rooms, um, you're probably familiar with the, uh, the whole escape room. Um, I don't want to call it phenomenon, but they're, sure. they've become very popular of, of people getting locked into spaces and trying to figure their way out. There is a new one that has opened uh, just uh, east of downtown on 6th Street. 
called Novel Mysteries. Um, it's uh, the, the couple that run it. One is, perhaps not surprisingly, a private detective. Uh, the other is involved in um, the very, very high-tech, um, oh dear, the, the phrase escapes me, but he, it's the sort, he, he, his work is the sort of thing that make uh, smart houses smarter, uh, very customized, high-tech, high-level uh, automation, but that's the word I was looking for. Um, so they have collaborated, uh, and their first uh, setup, which is now open, uh, is based on a book by, and this is why I call it Novel Mysteries, based on a novel by Mary Coley, who's a Tulsa writer, uh, called Blood on Route 66, which last month won the National, not the National, the Oklahoma Book Award for Best Novel of the Year. Um, and it is set in a small town, a uh, fictional town, although it's, there are clues where if you read the book, you can guess where she's talking about. Mm -hmm. um, but it's about a, um, uh, uh, the one of the main settings is a diner. And um, the, the, the room has you trapped in two rooms in this establishment. And um, they walked me through it. It looks really simple. It's not. Um, there's some really intriguing puzzles to solve. And we'll have all the information about that, as well as talk about uh, Mary Coley and her books for this Sunday. Well, that's without grace to uh, tease about not knowing all the things we vintage people know. Uh, that's probably wrap things up for us this week. Um, have you got anything more, Jimmy? We do have some uh, Route 66 Road Fest information to share with people. Uh, Route 66 Road Fest starts in Oklahoma City this weekend with live music, classic cars, of course, uh, and other uh, attractions. And then it spills over into the following weekend in Tulsa at Expo Square. And so I, I had an interview with... Uh, the Ventures, a rock and roll Hall of Fame band from the 1960s, the, the biggest selling instrumental rock band of all time. They're, all their songs are instrumental. Uh, one of the guys in the band told me that if you ever heard them sing, you would know why they're instrumental, but, <laughs> but they're very good at instrumental, obviously. So walk, don't run, if you get the pun or the hint to Route 66 Road Fest next week. We'll have a story Wednesday. And again, if memory serves me right, I think many of the original members, there were four, but I, I think at least two or three um, have Oklahoma roots. Their, their families went to California mm. from Oklahoma and their lead guitarist for many years uh, was Noki Edwards, who I think was, was born in Oklahoma. And now I've got to go rewrite the story. Here you go, changing the story. <laughs> well, that gives you some, work. something to do this afternoon. All there right. you go. All right. Well, take care. We will. Uh, we will see you all later. And thanks for uh, being with us. And we'll gladly see you later. Behave.